Hi, welcome to This Mama Means Business, a podcast where we connect as mamas and as business owners, sharing stories that will make you laugh, cry, feel inspired, and take action. When it comes to parenting or building a business, we don't want you to feel guilty, anxious, or overwhelmed. But when you do, we want to be here to support you with incredible interviews into how to raise and nurture your babies and your business at the same time. We are a kick-ass community of mamas, and we are so excited that you're joining us today. Hey mamas, welcome to this week's episode, proudly sponsored by the KK Stock Shop, providing busy mamas like us with stunning styled stock photos to use online. Well, I've got an incredible interview for you this week. Late last year, I sat down to chat with Stephanie from Teaching Little Leaders, all about a topic that every single mama can relate to in one way or another, feeling overwhelmed. There are so many things that can make us feel overwhelmed, and it's funny. When we recorded this interview, I was pregnant with Sam, about to have baby number two, and although I got a lot out of our chat back then, now as I record this intro for you, I'm not only a mum into a toddler and six-month-old, I'm also needing to look for a new house to rent for our family, and we've decided that I'm going back to work. So I've started to apply for jobs. I just feel like the mental load I was carrying before seemed pretty heavy, but now it's really easy for it to feel a little too much. So this interview has come at a perfect time for me, and I hope for some of you too. Stephanie shared with me the what and why of overwhelm, but most importantly, I think, how to prevent it from taking hold in our lives. And surely it's not just me that needs to hear this. So without further ado, let's get stuck in and welcome Stephanie to the podcast. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to the This Mama Means Business podcast. I'm super excited to have you here today. Hi, Kylie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to get the chance to talk to you. Awesome. So just to start with, everyone has a different story as to how they became a mom and a business owner. So I'd just love to hear more about yours. Yeah. So, okay. So I am a kindergarten teacher and my husband and I had moved to um, a new area and I had started teaching kindergarten, which was a new grade for me. And so I found myself creating a lot of resources and that led me to creating a Teachers Pay Teachers store, which has slowly grown into a more than just like a hobby, but a business. And so I'm still teaching and I'm running the business on the side. And um, so I'm super busy. And then um, we also have a one and a half year old daughter. So we're busy. I can imagine. So were you, you were making these resources for yourself anyway? And was it just something that you started to offer other teachers? Yeah. So I was making them for myself. Um, and I was like, you know, if I just put in a little more effort, I bet, you know, we could bring in a little extra money to help with some bills and things like that, or, you know, to get a coffee every week. And so slowly, but surely it did. It's grown beyond like what I really even thought was possible. Like I thought hundred dollars a month would be so great. And now it's just gone into what could be a business on its own. If you don't mind me asking, is your goal to one day leave teaching and just do the business full time? Or are you happy with the mix at the moment? The moment I'm happy with it, I'm not ready to leave the classroom yet, but I am interested in um, eventually leaving. So um, I like the idea of the freedom that would come from just being my own boss. Um, I love teaching, so I'm, I'm just not ready quite yet. And I love being able to help teachers while I'm teaching, you know, so I, I really know what it's like, especially this year, teaching online. And I like that I have the hands-on experience with that and I can offer them support through my 
resources as well. I can imagine that the resources are even more relevant being that you're in the classroom. Um, as you said, like you're up to date with all the changes or, or what teachers are actually facing in the classroom. So that would be a bit helpful. Yeah. And an 18 month old as well. That is, uh, is busy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, she's very active and silly and lovey. Um, I have to say though, I'm really, I'm loving um, this extra time that I've gotten to be home with her because we are, we're still doing virtual learning here. And so um, it's been nice to be able to work from home and um, just on my breaks, get to have a little bit of extra time with her. But then I get, I get to go back to work, which I, I like to work. I enjoy kind of doing something for myself too. Definitely. I think that's a big thing when we become a mum is still finding what you need to do as a person and not just as a mother. Like working is a big part of my identity. And I, I did struggle with that when I had Spencer because I didn't want to just be a stay-at-home mom. I didn't want to stay at home all the time. I still wanted to work and that's okay. Yes, totally. I definitely had similar feelings. It was like, I didn't want to leave her, but at the same time, I, I needed to get out of the house and do something for myself, you know? Yeah. I think that makes you a better mom in the long run as well. You're a happier person, aren't you? When you're filling that cup as well. Absolutely. Be honest. How many times today have you gone to post to Instagram only to be interrupted by something mama related? Or maybe you've reached the end of the day, absolutely exhausted, about to start the kid's bedtime routine, only to remember you haven't gotten anything to share or the energy to even try. As mummers, we're juggling a lot while we try to also grow our business. And if you stop to think about it, it can all feel pretty damn overwhelming. Well, let me introduce you to the KK Stock Shop. The KK Stock Shop is a membership platform that gives their members access to a huge gallery of high quality images for them to use online. Perhaps you're wanting to post to Instagram to share with your audience the fact that you've survived another week of tantrums and toddler meltdowns. Surely that's not just me. They've got the perfect photo of a well-deserved cocktail for you to share. What about sharing your new website makeover with your email list? Grab one of their gorgeous office images to post your announcement and drive traffic to your new site. Whatever the reason, the KK Stock Shop will have the perfect image for you to use. Memberships start from as little as $27 a month. And if you're growing a brand that has a light, airy and feminine aesthetic, this will be perfect for you. As a sponsor of the show, the KK Stock Shop has generously given our listeners a discount code to use. Podcast 50 all one word, will get you 50% off any membership platform you choose, whether that's yearly, quarterly, or monthly. What I personally like to do is jump on every Sunday night and download a handful of images for that week. I then send them over to my phone and put them in a folder so they're ready to go. It then literally takes me less than a minute to post an image to the This Mama Means Business Instagram feed. I can focus then on the caption and on connecting with my audience and it honestly saves me so much time. I can then get back to my mum duties with Samuel and Spencer without being glued to my phone. So once again, Podcast 50 for 50% off. Jump on over to www.kkstockshop.com and check it out. You won't be disappointed. All right, let's get back to the episode. So I'm really excited to chat to you about what you wanted to talk about today. Um, so you mentioned to me that you wanted to cover just the overwhelm we can feel as mums and as business owners, which I think is something that we can all relate to. We've all felt it or feel it constantly. So yeah, I'm really excited to, to dive into your topic and, and have a chat about overwhelm. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited to talk about this um, because it's something that I experience and I struggle with and I constantly am working on getting better with. And so I really what I want to talk about is I want to talk about what overwhelm is and then I want to talk about why it happens and how we can move to overcome it in in those moments when it's really like just kind of taking over. Perfect. Perfect. 
So there's different kinds of overwhelm, right? So you can have emotional overwhelm, um, physical overwhelm, and mental overwhelm. And like personally, as a mom and a business owner and a teacher, I find myself having like a mental overwhelm a lot where there's just so many thoughts going in my brain because I've got like all these different parts of my life and all these different responsibilities that are constantly going like, okay, what do I need to do? What are some things that Charlotte needs? I need to most likely order off of Amazon Prime, um, you know, get her some things she needs. Okay, what, what do I need to get ready for my classroom? And then, oh, I need to meet this deadline for my business, you know? But overwhelm is really just essentially a, a feeling of being completely like, overcome with um, emotions or strains or stress. Um, so typically like anxiety type of feelings, anxiety and worry. I think it's interesting that when we become mothers, so when we have our first child, it's just like more is added to our plate. It's not, I always thought it was interesting when I had spent, so I didn't expect that. I wasn't really prepared for the change that would happen when then you become a mother and then there's another to-do list and there's more stuff to think about. There's more stuff to educate yourself about. And suddenly it's so easy to, to miss those overwhelmed triggers. So to not recognize that you're feeling overwhelmed and just jump straight to that emotional stress, not handling life anymore. Yes. I think a lot of moms can relate to this. I agree. It's like you don't realize the shift that's going to happen, especially like once you become a new mom. It was like one of those things I remember last year, we were just constantly so busy between daycare and going to work. And and then, you know, my daughter, we, we had to take her to physical therapy um, twice a week. And she got one of, she also ended up with one of those um, doc bands. So there was just like constant appointments. Right. And so we were just like, go, go, go. And then like last, probably a year ago, that's when like, when we paused for like our, our winter break and we didn't have any appointments. I didn't have school work, anything like that. And it was like, oh my goodness, I am so overwhelmed. You know, when you have that pause, you're like, oh wow. Like look at everything that we've been doing over the past six months this is crazy. Yeah. And you're so right. It's not, it's often not until we stop that we realize how busy and how full our schedules and our life that we're trying to keep everything afloat going is. And so when we stop, we go, oh, okay. <laughs> I needed to stop right now. Right. You don't realize until you pause. I'm sure, you know, a lot of moms can relate to that. I feel sometimes even just like simple life admin stuff in amongst building a business, in amongst being a parent, in amongst working, like even stuff like that can cause so much stress and makes me feel like I'm not keeping up with with what I want to be or who I want to be when it's something simple as just having the floors clean or having food in the cupboard or... Oh my gosh, totally. Or like not having dishes in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Giving my son more than a toaster sandwich for dinner. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. I'm like, uh, yeah, we gave, we gave Charlotte a sandwich last night for dinner. And I was like, oh, I was like, I'm going to go grocery shopping tomorrow. You think a sandwich is okay? Yeah. Okay. I'm not a bad mom, right? No. Like, no. Oh, very good. So, so you wanted to mention as well, I, I noticed that you, that like there are two main things when overwhelm happens. We've kind of just chatted about that. But yeah, did you just want to run through for the listeners what they were? One of the things that I've noticed is the reason that overwhelm happens is we're trying to do too much at one time. So essentially multitasking or we're thinking about what needs to get done, which is called like forward thinking or um, like future thinking. Um, and so it's like, you're not fully present in the moment of what you're doing. And so it's just like, it's just like adding like more overload to your thought process. Yeah, it's so true. So I um, actually had on an earlier episode, I interviewed a lady that was doing hacks about productivity. And one of her biggest things was like this power hour where you're just shutting everything down, getting like an hour of focus work done. And it made me realize actually 
actually how much multitasking, even just when it comes to work, that I try to do um, with all the tabs open and, and flicking from one email to another email and, and how much stress that actually makes you feel and it doesn't actually make you very productive at all. And I think the same can be said for our life as well, right? We have so many tabs open in our brain constantly, as we were just saying with like the groceries and life and parenting and work and all of the rest. I can definitely think that that's a very big cause of the overwhelm. Yes, for sure. So it's like just like staying present and like what you're focusing on at the moment can help so much with the overwhelm. Yeah. And even um, as far as the forward future thinking goes as well, I use always growing up, I was always that person that was like, okay, by the time I'm 25, I'm going to have this done and this done and this done. And I had my checklists and obviously nothing went to plan because it never does. But I think that that just causes more stress because then when you turn that age or when you get to that point in your in your future that you th- thought you were going to be somewhere and you're not, how much of a failure does that make you feel when really it's just yourself putting that pressure on yourself? Yes, it's almost like, yeah, like you're setting expectations, like high expectations for yourself that like really like look at what, what you have accomplished, you know, right now and and what you are doing instead of just focusing on, yeah, like what you think you should be doing or something like that, that just like adds to the extra pressure for yourself. I totally experienced that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. We're, we're crazy. We're a little bit crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, okay. So, okay. We've, we've identified why we're feeling overwhelmed and, and what causes it. So how can we overcome it? What are your, your thoughts about overcoming overwhelm? Okay. So the first thing is we need to notice when it happens so we can be aware of what possibly triggered, you know, triggered it. Um, so like some signs I, that tell me I'm feeling overwhelmed are like, I'm extra tired, you know, more than just like busy toddler mom tired, or I'm having trouble focusing or doing simple tasks. Almost like I've, I notice myself um, moving away from focusing on one thing and starting to like try to multitask or like do that future forward thinking, I know I need to take a break. I need to take a step away right now, which would be the next thing that I would say to do. So once you notice, like try to step away and take a break just until you feel a little more in control. And like, it can be hard, I think, when we're experiencing overwhelm to step away because we feel like we need to just keep going, going, going. But in order to kind of overcome that overwhelm and to be productive, we need to almost have like more balance, you know, between the work and the and the rest. And I think, you know, taking a step away is is important. Like I think just last week I said to my husband, like, I, I need to I need to take some me time. Can I can you do bedtime tonight? And I'm just gonna go like sit in the basement, you know. It's so valuable, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes you need to ask for it, which is hard. <laughs> it is. But I think you're right. I think identifying that and not being afraid to just take some time out for yourself, even if you're in the basement, it's quiet, kid-free sort of me time. I'm a big believer of just walking around Target for half an hour and just just not talking to anyone. Yes, I definitely take some me time by heading to Target. And then also, um, something else I found helpful is getting getting it out of your head. So a lot of times when you're feeling overwhelmed, it's like it's it's all up there in your brain, just like racing thoughts. And so journaling it or writing down what you have to get done can be helpful. So just like getting it out somehow or, you know, talking to yourself, you know, just like talking it out basically. So just kind of getting it out from in that like space of being just trapped in your head. And then... Um, the next thing, I guess, like once you feel like you're a little more calm and in a better headspace, 
then it's important to make a plan. So I like to start with a schedule of when I'm going to work. So for example, I, before the school year started, I was like, okay, I'm going to be managing mom life, business life, and teacher life again. And so I made a schedule that shows when I'm, when I'm teaching, when I'll work on my business things, and when I will have free time to just be me or be mom. And so it was helpful because it showed me, one, it showed me I do have the time to get my things done. And it showed me I also have the time to relax and have that balance um, to hopefully not experience so much overwhelm. (laughs) And then once you know when you're going to work, you can schedule out what you're going to be doing during those times. And I try to keep it to just like a few things because long lists of things I need to get done are really overwhelming. Like even with stuff around the house as a mom, you know, if I make a long list of like, okay, I need to do the laundry, I need to fold the laundry, I need to do the dishes, I need to make the beds, I need to, you know, vacuum. That list, I look at it and I'm like, I don't even know where to start. Like, I don't even know what to do right now. So just picking a few things each day to to get done, it'll get you a lot farther than you think. Yeah, definitely. And then um, the last thing to do is when you notice yourself, I'm like a huge work in progress on this one, but when you notice yourself um, <laughs> thinking, doing that forward thinking or trying to, to multitask, right? Like with too many tabs open to redirect your brain to stay present. So, you know, just kind of keeping it in your head, like, nope, the thing that I'm doing right now is writing this email. I'm not doing anything else. So all I need to do is write this email. Yeah, perfect. A couple of questions. So when you say get out of your head, so with journaling or, you know, writing down what you have to get done, do you have, um, do you have a preference of what you like to do? And if you do journal, do you have like journal prompts or anything? Or is it mainly just like a big brain dump of like everything that's in your head? It's basically just like a big brain dump of everything that's in my head. So if it's like I'm having trouble making a decision about something, I'll usually journal about it um, and just like get out whatever I'm thinking. If it's feeling like I just have too much to do, then I'll just write a huge, I'll just write a list of what I need to do. And then from there, I'm able to, to kind of prioritize, you know. Okay, cool. I feel like often that happens to me at nighttime. So, you know, when you're trying to go to sleep and you can't because there's just too much in your head, I find having a notepad by the bed and just like scribbling whatever it is, even if it doesn't make it that much sense, just getting it out means that then you're able to fall asleep a lot easier. Yes, totally. And that's way better than like picking up your phone and writing it on like the notes app or something, which like I've definitely done before. And then just because, you know, looking at your phone, it makes it then even harder to fall asleep. So I really need to, I like the idea of the notepad next to your bed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm exactly the same with the phone. I find if I pick it up, then I'm wide awake and yeah, it's even worse. I think what they say about the the light from the phone is definitely true. Um, and then when, when it comes to making a plan, so when you do your schedule, I'm really interested because you have so much going on. Do you have like a normal day in a life? Like what does it normally look like? Like when do you get to work on your business as well as you're obviously working full time as a teacher and with your daughter and your husband? Like how, how does it work for you? Okay. So I try my best to get up before Charlotte. Like I said, she's not a great night sleeper. So um, sometimes that's hard if it's been like a rough night, though my husband and I take shifts and, you know, take turns. But um, (laughs) I do try to get up before her. Usually around like 5.30, I try to get up. She's typically up between 6 and 6.30. And so I'll have my coffee and maybe do like one simple task for my business um, first thing in the morning. I'm a morning person. As long as I've had my coffee, I like that quiet time. Um, So that works for me. 
And then once she gets up, it's really all about her. And also, I do have to say, I find for myself, if I can get up and have that time alone with my coffee and just get like one little thing done, I find that I'm more present with her. Like I find on the mornings, if I'm waking up with her, I'm already thinking about the other things that I need to be doing and I'm not fully present in the moment with her. So I just feel like a better mom if I am able to get up and have just even 20 to 30 minutes by myself. Um, It doesn't always happen, but when it does, I do notice a difference. Okay, so then yeah, mom for a little bit and then um, we have a nanny come over in the mornings um, so that I can get to work and so I'm working from home. So I go... Um, into my little home classroom. And um, I work from about 7.30 until um, about 11. And I take a break for an hour. Um, And during that morning time, like when I'm teaching, I'm focusing and I have to remind myself, especially because I'm at home and there's so many other things I could pick up for like, let's say my business or something. I'm really just focusing on teaching things. So yeah, just kind of trying to stay present in what I'm doing right then. And then 11 o'clock, I take a break um, and I get to be mom for an hour, you know, and kind of just enjoy that extra time to have some lunch, um, extra time with Charlotte, and then um, back to work from about 12 to 3. And then after that, I usually... then I take a break again. I like to end the like work day by taking a walk with Charlotte. If it's nice, we'll go outside. We'll go to the park. The fresh air really helps, you know, my mentality. And like splits the day up between work and home, I guess. Yes, exactly. I'm like, okay, this is the end of the work day. We're going to get some fresh air and play. And then, yeah, just like some family time. Um, sometimes my husband works late. So when he's um, going to be home a little later, I'll work after I put her to bed from about seven to eight on my business. I do work on my business on the weekends too. Like I worked for about two hours this morning. So that was nice. That's when I can get like a bigger chunk of time in. During the week, it's a little bit less. And I'm sure on the weekends, your husband would love that quality time with Charlotte anyway. So yes, yes, exactly. He has no problem with it. So Perfect. Do you find um, having the nanny when you're working, do you ever get interrupted? You know how when everyone started working from home and there was all those Zoom like memes online about the news readers with their kids walking in and like all of that. Do you find you ever get interrupted or is the nanny pretty good at keeping her distracted? No, she's so great. I was really worried about that. And like in the spring when we went virtual just out of nowhere, what it felt like and we had no time to prepare, we didn't have a nanny. So she had been going to daycare. So I'd been dropping her off somewhere. So it, that was like a huge challenge trying to teach with a little toddler, not even a toddler. She was, she was like nine months then. So, um, (laughs) a little baby. So, um, yeah, this is, it's so great having, having her. She's, I feel like I know she's being taken care of, so I'm able to be present in what I need to do. So that's huge. I love what you said as well earlier about how, if you get that time to yourself in the morning, then when she wakes, you're able to be more present with her. Cause I think, I think that's such a key because our heads are so full of what we need to do in so many ways if you can at least tick something off and feel like you've moved forward in one direction you then can give yourself permission to just be a mum for that hour or just focus on on Charlotte yes that's exactly what it's like I'm like okay I got I got one thing done I like to feel productive and like I've done something for me that's 
really helpful. Yeah. I feel as humans as well, as long as we're making progress, it doesn't matter how small the progress is, but as long as we're moving forward, that's kind of all we need to feel successful or to feel like we're going to achieve our goal is just that little step in the right direction. Yes, exactly. And that's the same thing. Like that's really helpful too, when it comes to overwhelm is just reminding yourself, it doesn't need to be, you know, you don't need to get the whole to-do list done in one day. It doesn't need to be 10 things, you know, two, three things. Like that's great. You're moving forward. We're making progress. And you said the last thing there about um, redirecting your brain is still a work in progress. Do you have any tips on how you do that? Or is it just like a conscious decision when you feel yourself getting a little bit off track? I would say it's like a conscious decision and it's a little bit of self-talk, just telling myself, this is what I'm focusing on right now. You know, I can do that later. It's not time for this. Sometimes it's easy and other times it's, you know, it's harder. So, but also having it scheduled out is helpful to avoid that too, because if you know that you've allotted the time for you know, different tasks, then it, it can feel like reassuring almost um, to your mental state to know like, okay, I don't need to think about this right now because remember you're, you put this in your planner for Friday. So you're going to do that on Friday. And right now you're focused on whatever it is that you need to do. That's great advice. I love it. I have a, just a question about your actual business. <laughs> so did you find that when you started making the resources, did the Teachers Pay Teachers platform, was that enough of the marketing side of things to get the word out? Or did you have to do marketing on the side to sort of grow your audience as well. So definitely had to do some marketing on the side. And one of the positives I would say is when I started my business, I wasn't a mom yet. So I had a lot of like extra time. I feel like where I really built a foundation for my business, that was good. I definitely put in a lot of work up front using Instagram. Mostly I have a Facebook page, but I don't get as much engagement there. But um, yeah, I spent a lot of time on Instagram, just showcasing products, talking to other teachers. And yeah, I think Instagram, a lot of people have success with Instagram, just building community through that platform, don't they? I think it, yeah, it's great for that. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it does. It feels like a community. It doesn't necessarily just feel like a business page. You know, I can actually connect with other teachers. Like just the other day, last week, I did an Instagram live and it was so fun to talk to other teachers in real time and also to help them at the same time. So it feels like community. Yeah. And I suppose as well, seeing people that have commented or that have purchased from you and seeing their names pop up in the live would have been a real buzz. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's fun. Have you thought about creating a Facebook group for like the people that have bought from you um, in the past? I don't have a Facebook group right now for that. However, I am in the process of creating a digital course that I'm planning to launch in January, hopefully, as long as I can stick to my schedule. Um, and and so I will have a private Facebook group for that. So I'm really excited because I think that'll just feel like even more of a community and just to like talk to the teachers who are actually going through my program and, and help kind of coach them through that too. Do you mind sharing a little bit about the course? Yeah, sure. It's So it's a course that's focused on teacher time management. So specifically managing your planning and prep tasks throughout the week so that you can be done before the weekend. I think like teachers are notorious for working late or bringing work home or working over the summer. And I have really developed a routine for myself that allows me not to have to do that. And it also does have a little bit to do with like mindset and noticing when you're feeling overwhelmed and kind of taking care of those things to manage your time efficiently as a teacher. I must say, as soon as somebody says that they're a teacher, the first thing I do think of is how many hours it must involve because so many people do that. They always talk about marking or creating resources or doing prep work or outside of those classroom hours. And I think they don't get recognized for that very often. <laughs> There is always something 
to do. There's always something to do. And honestly, once I had Charlotte, that's when I was like, okay, I need to leave work at work so I can be mom with her. And so it just kind of put a whole new spin on things for me. And it doesn't have to be like that. Oh, that's so exciting. Well, yeah, all the best with your course. I'm sure it will help a lot of teachers. Every teacher, it sounds like, could benefit from those time management routine skills. Thank you. I'm excited. Um, So before we wrap up, is there anything else, Steph, that you wanted to uh, I just shortened your name to Steph. I hope that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> Everybody calls me Steph. Is there anything anything else you wanted to share the listeners about overwhelm or yeah, any advice that you've got for them? I think I would just say that overwhelm is completely normal. It's common. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. It happens to us all. And so just being aware of it and accepting that, okay, this is a feeling I have right now, but there are some things I can do to take care of myself and to kind of flip my mindset and to lessen that feeling. I love it. So I always like to end with the warm and fuzzy questions. So I just love to know three things that are making you smile this week. Okay, three things that are making me smile this week. Oh, well, I have to say, Charlotte, we put up our Christmas tree today. I know it's early, but 2020 has no rules. So <laughs> I've done it as well. Don't even worry. Usually, I'm usually um, the person that waits until the day after Thanksgiving. Like that's the day we do it. But I was just like, no, you know what? We can all use a little extra joy in our lives right now. So um, anyway, so something that really made me smile today was uh, we put the tree up and she was looking at you. Wow. Wow. Like, oh, it's so sweet. Um, So I could just tell like, I don't know, this Christmas season will be extra special with her. Um, Something else that's making me smile this week is my students this past week. I just noticed our classroom community getting stronger each day and just as they hop on to our our Google Meets, they're like so excited to unmute their microphone and say good morning and show us something they're doing or show us something they did during like a break between live sessions. So that's making me smile. And something else making me smile this week is when we did our, I did an Instagram live last week and um, it just made me smile to have a conversation with teachers about tips for lesson planning and just kind seeing how helpful they found the tips and then also to hear their responses and their ideas. So that conversation really like fills your heart. Do you think this year it's going to be a positive outcome for next year? Like with um, all the kids and teachers having to go virtual, are they, do you think there's more benefits than there has been challenges or has it been pretty much of a struggle? What What's your perspective in terms of 2020? Personally, my perspective is we're making it work. Obviously, Teaching in the classroom is and learning in the classroom is more enjoyable, but we're doing what we have to do and I think we're making the best of it. So yeah, I guess I would say I think we're all, if nothing else, we're all learning a new set of skills to strengthen ourselves as teachers. And then, you know, the kids are learning new things too. Um, they're making progress just as they would in the classroom. So pretty positive, you know? Yeah, I know that was like a random question I didn't really prepare you for. It's just really interesting because I can imagine definitely this year nobody saw it coming. So it's been a bit of a shock to the system to find out how resilient and how how much we can actually adapt if we need to. Yes, I would say it was definitely a more of a challenge in the spring because we weren't really prepared for it, but we knew this was a, a big possibility from then on. And so having the time to prepare definitely helps. Perfect. So Steph, where can people find more about what you do and what you offer? So you can um, find me on Instagram at teaching little leaders. And I also have a website, www.teaching 
teachinglittleleaders.com. And if they want to find out more about the course, just look, keep their eye out online on your Instagram and things for when you announce it. Yeah, keep their eye out online. I would say to sign up for my email list through my website because I send out weekly emails and I'll definitely be notifying everyone that way too. Perfect. That sounds great. All right. We'll have all the links in the show notes as well. Make it really easy for everyone to find out more. Perfect. Awesome. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Well, what did you think? I hope you got something out of what Stephanie had to share. Even if it's just one little tip, one reminder, one little piece of advice. If it's something that will make your mama journey easier in any way, it's worth the time it took to listen, right? So that's all from me this week. Before you go, can I ask, have you subscribed yet? If you love the content I'm bringing you each and every week, please hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And have you left a review? Reviews honestly make my heart so happy. But more than that, they also show other mamas that might be looking for something new to listen to that wear a podcast worth their time, that they can trust the episodes to support, guide and encourage them on this bloody hard but rewarding business mama journey. So please take a couple minutes to leave a review over on iTunes. And one last thing before I go, are you a part of our Facebook group? If not, head on over to facebook.com slash TMMB group and request access. There is such a kick-ass group of women in there that I'm proud to call my friends. They are sharing their challenges, their wins, they are seeking advice or sometimes just comfort from each other. We're all simply doing life together and we would love for you to join us. Until next week, friends, from my mama heart to yours, I love you loads and I'll see you next week. Bye for now.